My name is Javier Colon. Welcome to The In-Between. Today, I'm joined by Ashley Williams, Carlos Taborda, and Rochelle Amarus to talk about their thesis film titled Cariño. Hey guys, good morning. Hey, Hi. Hey. How are you guys? Doing pretty good for Wednesday morning. <laughs> a nice cold <laughs> Wednesday morning like this. Well, thank you guys for coming on to the show. I am very excited to talk to you guys about your piece. But before I do that, um, I would like to ask you all about yourselves and what you do. So who are you and what do you do? Okay, so well, I'm Ashley Williams. I'm a senior in the computer art department at SBA and Specifically, I focus on character animation because that's just like my preferred way of storytelling, I guess. Um, Yeah, that's about it. Um, I am the environmental technical director. So basically my job in the whole film is creating the environments, the look of it, the layout, um, set dressing. And also I'm in charge of texturing, but I'm also having a small team of people helping me out with that because I'm not a good texture. Um, I'm Carlos Tawarda. I focus on characters, like every, mainly everything that's to do with characters. So like modeling, rigging, shading, grooming, simulation. And then uh, I'm also going to do a lot of the lighting in, the, in our thesis. So Very cool. How did you guys find yourselves at SVA? Like just SVA in general, I learned it through an alumni coming to my school and basically showing off like what SVA does. And when they showed the animation department, I was just like really, really hooked. And then from there, you know, it was like love on first sight. And I always strive to go here. I think I found it just by doing a Google search of like the best animation schools. (laughs) Um, And then I... Originally, I didn't even know about the computer art department. I just knew about the 2D animation department. And the whole reason why I ended up here is because I wasn't planning well and accidentally went to the wrong open house. So I went to the open house for computer animation. And I was like, wait, I actually like, I'm really interested in this. And so then I ended up here. Very cool. Just by luck. Yeah, by sheer luck. It seems like that's very com- that's a lot more common of a story in my interviews than I realized that people were just yeah. like, I've never heard of the computer art department. And then they did. So it's just kind of crazy. For me, it was weird. My mom found it in like a Facebook post. Like, I don't know how <laughs> she found the school, but she she found it. And I was like, OK, because there was no um, basically I applied to um, SCAD. I got in, but I can't afford it. So I'd rather, and I like, I can't dorm. So SVA is literally like 30 minutes away in a car. Mm -hmm. So I ended up doing SVA and then I went for the open house, but I went for the animation, the 2D animation open house. (laughs) And I'm like, this isn't what I thought it was going to be. And then I I realized there's another one. So I went to two open houses and then, um, was like, yeah, I think this one makes more sense. And then (laughs) then I got in. So now I want to talk about you guys' thesis. What is it called and what is it about? So our our film is called Cariño, which means like like honey, not like actual honey, but like sweetheart, like something. It's like a term of endearment. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's a term of endearment. So we wanted to we wanted something positive and sweet as our as our title because our thesis is about romance not in like a romance novel or anything it's like 
it's like we 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 wanted it to be really corny and um mainly because like we're mm-hmm. really we're really corny people <laughs> so like we're really positive so like when we try to do like a serious topic before um we realized that it was too um it was really difficult to to do in like three minutes mm-hmm. so we ended up choosing this film which is about two boys who um our main character santiago he he sees uh, our, se- our second boy, Camilo, walking around and he ends up realizing that this boy really needs help in getting a flower. He takes it upon himself because he has this huge crush on this boy to get this flower for him. We end up seeing what happens at the end. Courtney is good. Like there, there's a lot of um, there's a lot of different pieces this year. And I think that that a little bit of Courtney added to the mix is always, always great. To have because you know SVA and and animated films especially those about love and those about romance need to be a little corner you know to to make you feel good about things so yeah yeah and like it's, it's better when we when we're aware that it's going to be a little corny than to try to make something where we're not capable of well also we just wanted we thought it was important for like gay representation and animation to not, or in like general in the media mm. to not always be about like serious topics like just having something lighthearted and like heartwarming um, cause we did originally have a story that was more about bullying and then we were like, why do we, we don't want to see this narrative over and over <laughs> again about like being ostracized or bullied. Like we just want something cute. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of, yeah. Why we went for the corny or like, yeah, it's only corny cause they end up together, but like at the same, cause like there's so many love stories or like gay love stories where they don't end up together. And it's like, it's really sad. And we, we're just trying to like normalize it. And like in our, in our thesis film, like, people are like oh like why would they be doing this like they had they didn't come out to each other and it's like in in our reality in our fantasy you don't have to come out to anybody you can mm-hmm. just like somebody and then they'll like you back and then there doesn't have to be this whole yeah. this whole yeah. drama about it yeah they have to normalize young love being a normal thing in the gay community because they make it seem like oh you have to like real uh, you're the peak of your life is coming out it yeah. isn't you have crushes you have young love it's you're absolutely you're a normal human being so why can't we show that normalized version of gay love you know first crushes are a thing it happens very young and i think our film really stands by the fact that yeah we can we can just relate to them yeah absolutely i i love this approach in normalizing because when i watched your previs it was almost like a an unconscious expectation that they were going to get together at the end and that they were going to like show that they were uh, together in this very like expressive way and that they came out to each other whatever but it was nice and subtle in its understanding that these two are now not necessarily boyfriend boyfriend but they're also like kind of like friends and maybe there could be something more developed afterwards but that's only naturally and not forced and I think that that's something that is really well accomplished uh, from what I have seen from your guys's film. So, Carlos, you mentioned the, the film name. The film is named Cariño, which is Spanish, of course, for sweetheart. And we have Santiago and Camilo, right? Yeah. So right. where does this film take place? So this film takes place in Colombia, which is in South America. We we took a lot of inspiration from the coastal city Cartagena, which is very colonial and very um, romantic. If you go down there, it it's like covered in flowers and like... We really wanted to take that aspect of it. And like personally, I, I wanted to ma- see uh, Colombia 
animated like something something i would have never thought i was going to be able to see i'm like this is something that i really want to make happen and mm-hmm. i would love to be a part of it and you had that goal since like sophomore year basically to yeah yeah to like have your thesis film set in columbia or somewhere i was fully set that my thesis was going to be set in columbia like freshman year actually like, i remember telling <laughs> rochelle i'm like i really want to do this this thesis film mm-hmm. it's set in columbia and she's like yeah, yeah yeah everything has brought us to where we are right now and i'm very happy in the outcome you guys keep mentioning this original story that you had and and Carlos I find it really interesting that you had this idea since freshman year what was this first incarnation of this piece so um I really wanted to dedicate my thesis film to my grandma uh like I would like growing up I would always hear these stories because she she immigrated from Colombia to the United States three times so it's yeah it's it's insane and then um basically i uh, i wanted to tell a story about um how like my grandpa was like barely there and like how the kids were struggling about it like you would see like a time lapse or something like that Mm -hmm. and and like um time moving and then eventually she'd she'd basically be like um, sewing the entire time because that's what she did to make money she was the only one making money in the house she would end up uh deciding to leave by herself and then like like to come here and then like in the end i think we'd see her be here it was a very large complicated narrative to try to do in like the amount of time that we are capable of doing i think it, it it'd be a beautiful story to do but i i don't know if um yeah, with the limitations that we have right now. Yeah, exactly. Maybe with like a a, a a a larger team, not that big, but like a larger team, it would have been a lot easier to get done. But we realized that um, maybe not right now. So we ended up coming up with this one. I'm I'm. Well, actually, there was another one before this one. Yeah. The bullying, the bullying one. one. I I I knew I wanted something to be gay. <laughs> you wanted gay Columbia. That was your your top two picks. That was yeah. All we had to go off of. We were like, how how can we do this? <laughs> we had so oh my god, we had so many story ideas that we went we through. Did. You don't even know. I forget even some of them. There was like one with like a ball and like one kid was like moving. Oh and, like, my! Do you remember oh, that yeah. one? <laughs> and we would basically present all these different ideas to our teacher at the time, and she'd be like, "There's a lot going on here," and so we had to like just. Yeah, we really had to learn how to, like, scale our expectations yeah, for yeah. ourselves down a bit. Totally. And we're just... not, like, story people. So every time we created, like, a new story, we were like, yes, this is the one. Yeah. They're going to love it. And then we present <laughs> them. And they're like, how the hell are you going to do this in a short film? <laughs> Everybody's like, you guys are insane. And so a lot of these, a lot of these like, downsizing and limitations were just kind of from critiques it wasn't like because of the pandemic or anything it was all just kind of like you guys were really refining this this story yeah we really haven't changed anything because of the pandemic i don't think that really hasn't like been been something that affected us yeah luckily um we've all been able to like work remotely and access the computer labs when we need to or like through through the systems that they have so we've been lucky in that sense yeah, we've been lucky to like have that classroom um, area junior year to really like find where we want our story to take place, mm-hmm. where we want our, what we want our story to be. Because all through junior year, obviously our classes like make us make a story, but it was that class that made us realize that we didn't love our bullying story. We didn't love 
the ball story, which I <laughs> forgot about too. <laughs> but it really, um, <laughs> it just really helped us to come to where we are today with this story. We're really proud of it. That's a, something that I like learned a lot is that like in any project you have, there's going to be so many iterations in order for it to get to, like to the final mm-hmm. product. It's not like you just come up with the idea and you're like, this is it. And it's going to stay like this for the entire time. Like even when I do previs, things are constantly changing. I think until the thesis film is literally done and we hand it in, like the shots are going to be changing still. And mm-hmm. like, yeah, it's just important to kind of go with the flow, not get too attached to some parts. Mm-hmm. I think the mark of a really well-developed story and a really well-thought-out idea is that ability to change it and reiterate and continue to, like, refine it, refine it. Because this is your—I always like to say this, like, this is your block of marble that you're sculpting into David, right? It's always going to be changing. It's it's starting out. It's going to be a little rough around the edges, but slowly but surely, you sculpt his— perfectly and i think that's that's really what this like thesis process is you know you guys were mentioning that you were not story people and that you're you're kind of all over the all over the place when it comes to the 3d field because rochelle is with texturing and modeling and animation with ashley and and carlos is with look dev so what would you guys say is your favorite aspect of this piece my favorite aspect of the seat like with story in general what I really wanted from the beginning was representation for a community that's not being represented enough, whether that be the LGBT community, which, you know, I'm a really big advocate for, but also the Latino, Latina, Mm -hmm. Latinx community. I feel, especially in South America, not that I don't love like movies like Coco. Of course I do. It's still Latin representation. However, I feel like South America isn't represented enough and I think that our story visualization of Cartagena Colombia I think we really get a different scenery that that we've never seen before in an animated film yeah I have to agree like that the representation is something that is really important to me in the film and I really like the way I'm like tooting our own horn I really like the way that we did it and that like (laughs) like it's not made into like the primary focus like it's we're not doing it's not like tokenism where it's like it's like a part of the actual story my favorite aspect of what we're doing on this on this thesis has so far been also the the representation and also figuring out what what we can do like as a group of three kind of just seeing how just seeing the things progress like while i work i end up watching like animation breakdown videos where like you see like the storyboards to the layouts previs to blocking and all that and then like i kind of do take that as inspiration for like what we're doing because it Mm -hmm. it makes me feel like even though right now we don't have a fully finished thesis i know it's going to end up there eventually just seeing all the steps and then seeing how all three of us have been capable of fully doing something that I, that personally I've been trying to do for a while <laughs> has been um, amazing. And I, and I just owe Ashley and Rochelle so much so, <laughs> for, for allowing this to happen and helping, helping me get like uh, basically a story that I've always, that I wanted to see as a kid. Yeah. I think like one of my favorite parts is just just the collaborative effort and especially once we did we had to do like the five second render test and like seeing all of our different skills come together in order to make like a final product that was something like really rewarding and I don't know they're just a great team to work with and they make everything like just really easy and 
I'm really proud of my team. So that's one of my favorite things about this the film is the people I get to work with. <laughs> we had like a cosmic connection since sophomore year. We really did. We saw each other. And we're like, we knew we were going to work with each other. Yeah, we decided in sophomore year, we, we took um, the same computer animation class and like Carlos and Michelle had already kind of like paired up and then they like saw me and that I was an animator and they were like, we're going to get her. We're and they her. like asked me. Literally. Yeah. They asked me and ever since sophomore year, we had been planning to work on this together. So. Wow. So you guys were just like, like almost like, like high school sweethearts, but like from the very <laughs> beginning, you guys are doing this. Yes. That's Literally. amazing. And that's really yeah. awesome that you guys found that connection within that class and then further developed this connection like forward, which is really, really cool. So this is a little bit more of the sappier part. Like you guys are kind of already getting a little sappy. And so I'm going to get even sappier mm -hmm. right now. What is something that you have learned from your thesis group, like from your thesis partners? On a less sappy note, like on a technical note, I learned how important it is just to have communication mm. and especially share your work. Because like right now when we're in the pandemic and we all are in like different states even, um, it's really easy to just stay in your own bubble and like work on your own stuff. And then I did that for a while and I realized like, I'm like not showing my teammates what I'm working <laughs> on and, and I need to do that. And like, also, I guess I was just like a little afraid of, I don't know, I, I still struggle with like how I view my own work. So I'm like, it's not ready yet. Like, don't look at it, but it's important for, to have eyes on your work and like people give you feedback and that's not a bad thing. It's just going to make the project as like the best it can be. Mm -hmm. So that was something really important that I learned from them. And then they always have like supported me. And like when I need it, they gave me like the confidence to like keep going. And yeah, I really appreciate that. So on a more technical aspect, for sure, my team taught me how to like time management, how to like manage um, communication, because with this big project, it, it's not about you anymore. It's about everyone. And if you're not giving your all then you're kind of making your team slack and I want to make these guys proud I don't want to you know I want to make this film the best it could be so they really taught me like hey just keep going do not give up mm -hmm. there are lots of times where I'm unmotivated I'm like oh I'm just really stressed right now but I have to get this done but I need a, like a time like a break and they do give me breaks like not to say that they're keeping me like laboring oh you have to be working <laughs> yeah you have to be working you just crack the like, come on get back to work <laughs> you know i think there's always time where each of us is just like we need to step back relax take our time yeah. and then get back on track because that does make us work faster at the end mm -hmm. and i'm really I'm really grateful with these guys because they're so understanding all the time. That's like that goes to what I wanted to say, like from what I've I've learned is also like what Ashley said, but like in not and not so much in the technical, but more in like the personal aspect, like we're all communication wise, we've all been we all learned that like you got to be honest with each other or else nothing's going to get done. For example, we all we've all had things happening in our lives throughout this infinite stay at home <laughs> order. So um, yeah. like just like being understanding and not pushing somebody when we know that like it's not going to be possible. And if we put, were to push somebody, then we wouldn't get the best outcome from like the work that people would produce. So giving each other space while all the while also communicating has been uh, a blessing for all of us mm -hmm. and then yeah and then just like not not taking anything to heart from whatever when somebody says something like we just like 
learning and then um when somebody gives you critique they give you the opportunity to grow Mm -hmm. and i think that we've we've all had a great opportunity to grow with each other and i'm really proud so you guys were mentioning that you guys are very you're kind of like this machine right you're working together you're commuting communicating together you know you guys kind of continue trucking through and something that i always say in every single episode of the podcast at this point uh is that this is not a straight line it's a bit of a roller coaster right like it it doesn't continue to get better sometimes it has its its bad moments sometimes it has its good moments so uh what would you guys say was your worst moment in thesis thus far where you felt like you weren't able to get it done or maybe the story wasn't working or something i don't know if i it wasn't like a specific like moment as in like a day Mm -hmm. but just the whole process of previs was really difficult for me because i really don't have any experience with like cameras at all and then each time that I would go into my thesis class, I would just get more notes on more things to change. And then I was like, but I also have to start animating, but like everything is changing. And I was like, I don't know how to like balance these two. And I just felt like I wasn't good at it. And like, that made me like not want to try, but I had to. <laughs> and so just learning to get over that and like get over the fact that it's not going to be good. Like the first time it's the whole, like, I think I mentioned earlier, like the whole process of iterations is what makes it better. Mm-hmm. And hiding my work from people and not showing it is not going to help me with those those iterations so I just had to be more open to getting critique and also accepting the fact that I'm going to keep changing things I I I had this idea that previous had to be like set and then animation Mm -hmm. but like the whole like the whole thing is that it's just like an ongoing thing like yeah you just keep changing the cameras or you keep like tweaking shots and stuff and so I kind of learned how to multitask in that way and like just keep things separate so I like don't overwhelm myself mm-hmm. I know for me I had there was a moment where like like a lot of the things that I that I know I I've I've had to uh, learn so it's 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 been um a really difficult time rigging like I've I've never done rigging before we were gonna we had a fourth person that was gonna help us with rigging that didn't happen so we I ended up taking it on by myself uh, it's it's it it has been scary because uh whenever <laughs> I tell Ashley all the time whenever I get notes on the rig I'm like I don't know how I'm gonna fix this and but <laughs> somehow I I end up figuring out how to fix it within like a couple couple hours so like it's been it's been uh it's just been a scary uh monster <laughs> yeah i think it's because it's un- it's like unknown to you something that yeah, i haven't really dabbled in but then if i set to say a problem that like i'm experiencing he'll be like oh no and then like two minutes later he's like i think i fixed it and I was like, yes. <laughs> he's just he, he can like just figure those things out very easily and that's so. just that's just carlos's can-do attitude like that he's always had since freshman year yeah definitely. yeah that's something that makes him just like an amazing team member and a friend is that like anything that he comes across any obstacle he doesn't see as like something like scary he's just like how can I approach this how can I get around it and like solve it and yeah that kind of honestly like having him as a team member kind of eases my like worries because I'm like we're gonna get through this like we're gonna (laughs) find an answer like yeah yeah so I definitely feel like that that's something that I've that I've learned growing up like also like um from my experiences with other groups like you you realize that like there will be an answer and this will get done eventually and like it has been done we're not the first people to ever do this so we're just like and also reaching out to other people just knowing that like 
if we if one of us gets stuck we can reach out to somebody else and like two heads are better than one yeah that's been a big thing that we've all learned this year it's like just reaching out because sometimes we're all just like no like we have to like <laughs> figure this out ourselves and like the problem will get solved in like two minutes if we just ask someone like yeah hey. literally <laughs> Michelle, oh, do you right. have a- i do have struggles <laughs> i promise <laughs> no, I struggles. you're perfect well the main struggle i think what really was like the hardest was preparing the set for what it is because it's a really big set in all reality it's really really big Mm -hmm. and at first when I had to hand it out to Ashley to Previs or to Leia or to even start animation she couldn't even open it (laughs) and I was like why can't you open it and I was so (laughs) nervous and like how are we going to get this through she needs it in order to like block out where they're gonna go and it's funny because it's the simplest solutions that I did not learn before that I'm learning this year about deleting back faces about cleaning up UVs even GPU rendering all these things I learned just by researching on my own and having them help me out with solutions that was the toughest part because I feel like that like really backtracked me to a point where I could have been more ahead of myself right now Mm -hmm. if I knew that from the beginning but Mm -hmm. we learn as we go thesis is a process of like trial by error Mm -hmm. absolutely so we talked about your worst moments um and now of course I'm gonna ask you guys about your best moments what is a moment in thesis where you felt like like you were on top of the world. You felt like you could do this. Mm-hmm. This was something that worked really well. It could have been when like a rig was fixed or Rochelle when like the the mo- uh, the model was completely finished. Like what was your best moment in thesis thus far? Uh, for me, like I, it's been so many different moments. It's like every time something gets done, it's like, okay, so this isn't impossible. <laughs> like, um, I know for me, it's it has been... Uh, figuring out the rigging and then making that happen. But at the same time, um, I know the very first moment I felt that way was when we first saw a storyboard animatic from Ashley. I I was going to mention something like that. In my <laughs> <laughs> I straight up, I remember like it wasn't, it was not for this story, but it was for our bully <laughs> story. It was, I remember seeing the animatic and like Ashley was in the front desk and I literally went to her crying. <laughs> Oh my I god. Was like, Ashley, this is so good. This is like 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 this is more than I could have ever imagined. And like I, I was really grateful that that was able to happen. And then she's only been consistently making me cry every single time she does something. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, my my answer is gonna be when like one of my greatest moments is when I like just the shared a uh, blocking update and then Carlos texted me a picture of him like with tears in his eyes and he was like that made me like so happy and I was like what talk about amazing validation. That's awesome. <laughs> I know and just I'm really thankful for that because like and in any time when I'm having like a low point if I'm getting unmotivated or like feel like my work isn't that great. You look at that picture of Carlos always, crying. <laughs> yeah, that that. But um, just my teammates are always there to like motivate me again, and like also like seeing their passion for the project. I'm like, I want to do this like for them. Like if not, if in those moments I can't do it for myself, I'm like I have to do it for my mm-hmm. team. Like at least like so. Anytime that 
we can give each other like motivation and we're always sending we have a group chat we're always sending texts being like i'm so thankful to have you guys as my team wow. we love you so much like look like what you're week. accomplishing yeah. yeah we're a very like emotional team yeah, really, but yeah. i love that yeah I, I really to. like the communication and support that our team has that mm-hmm. really makes everything a lot easier mm-hmm. <clears throat> i think the the highest i've ever been with this team was definitely like not besides the fact of the storyboards because yes that got us all like <laughs> hyped up but the five second render even though we're not mm. going to use it just seeing a preview of what could be done is yeah. mind-blowing seeing my set lit up textured and with animation in it it's just it was a whole surreal feeling and i think yeah. we all got the same feeling like we were just like blown yeah. away like wow we did that this is possible. This is our film. Oh my god! Because yeah, the process of thesis is just like such a long one. You start it in like junior year, coming up with your idea, and there's so much pre-production, and we all have like our own lanes. So you kind of get like hyper focused on one thing, but then just like taking yourself out of that and seeing the final product. That's like, oh, like this is what this is all for. Like it's, it's just a great feeling. So Ashley was kind of touching on this idea of. There's, there's this really, really, really long process for thesis, right? And it's, it starts in junior year, and for you guys especially, it kind of started even earlier than junior year. On that note, what kind of advice would you give to any juniors who are now entering the thesis phase? This could be people who are entering pre-production or people who are entering their senior year. I think first of all would be, just like we said, with like how we had to cut our um, thesis down, our idea, mm-hmm. just be realistic, because like, we all have like, I feel like dream stories that we want to tell. You just have to realize that like, this is, you have a set time frame and like you, like you need to get the product out. So just being realistic with yourself and what you can do in that amount of time. And like, if you have a group and like what your skills are, if you are alone and doing like, and you're an animator, just like have a really simple set and character, one character and like just focus on animation. So just, evaluating what's important to you and what you can get done in that amount of time. Mm -hmm. That's like the most important thing to like start off with. Yeah. Hopefully we can continue to tell those dream stories in the future, (laughs) but for now, like this is thesis and you have like one and a half years. Yeah. Yeah. I know for, for me, um, it's also like that. It's like you don't, don't get married to like the the first story that you end up with because it mm-hmm. it will definitely be changing and then also like don't be don't be frustrated when um you don't see the end to it because like Ashley said this is just thesis this is not this is not like gonna kill you like this like your life does mm-hmm. not depend on this it may feel yeah. like it but like at the end of the day like I'm pretty sure recruiters are not going to end up sitting throughout the whole thing (laughs) like it's it's been uh, it's mainly like focus on like what you want to show what you want to show that you're capable of doing and like not every thesis is gonna get a million awards it's not like you don't it's it's a great motivation but like at the end of the day like like us as a team we've like no matter what no matter if it if it wins awards or not like if whatever happens we we're just going to be proud of what we make and I th- that'll yeah. be enough for us honestly everyone who graduates like you should be embarrassed about your thesis at some point because that just means that you keep continue to grow as an artist and you learn like you don't want this to be like the pinnacle of what yeah. you can accomplish so just treat it as such like don't like 
just like get rid of all like the expectations for yourself to make like the best thesis and just focus on your growth as an artist and just view it as that yeah yeah this is your film at the end of the day this is like something that you want to be proud of for yourself it's not for anybody else if you want to put a message out there then do it don't be afraid because this, at the end of the day you want to also look back and be like you know what me as a student I'm very proud of what I've done because it got me to where I am today mm-hmm. and yeah. I think um, that's good advice for anyone because I feel like younger students are more ambitious like I need to be the best I have to like win all these awards I have to like show off to recruiters but you don't have to show off your skill set should be shown just by doing you just by (laughs) doing the film with your team and how you represent yourself in your everyday life that's Mm -hmm. what they're going to look at represent yourself in a way that you want to be represented that everyone can enjoy I don't Mm. know that makes sense you know what I mean no absolutely (laughs) represent yourself in the way that you would want to be represented and then people will flock to that authenticity as opposed to trying to Mm -hmm. cater to an audience Yes, thank you. That's a much better way to say it. Yeah. <laughs> also, like, don't... Javi is Rochelle translator. <laughs> <laughs> I was also going to add, like, don't don't compare yourself to other people. Like, we all have our own paths. And, like, it, it may get frustrated when you compare yourself to somebody else's path. But don't try not to do that. Because, like, one person's ability to get somewhere doesn't necessarily mean that that's yours only compare yourself to what you to yourself basically so mm-hmm. like so what your past work we're all students like it, i know it's it's really difficult to to be like oh i like like what we're said like w- i have to be the best but like you're literally not going to be the best you're still a student um jobs want to hire you because they know that they can teach you and grow you to work with them mm-hmm. so like you don't you don't have to be perfect and you will never be perfect. Like you have to grow like you, like no matter what you are going to, you have to be malleable. Yeah, exactly. Technology is changing, especially in this career. Technology will be changing. You need to be open to things changing and you're going to have to, you're never going to literally, you're not going to graduate and know everything because in a year or two from now, technology is going to be completely different and Mm. you're going to have to learn that too. So we're always going to be students and you won't, you won't, be perfect, be better than who you were before. Uh, what would you guys tell your freshman selves about SVA? I would tell myself, first of all, to get involved just in as much as you possibly can. Like, cause I was really freshman year. I was like, just kept to myself. And honestly, it is a little harder freshman year because you only have one computer animation class and that's only for one semester. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I don't, I feel like I don't know anything. Like, I, I don't want to like try because I am clueless, but it's never too late or never too late, never too early, both <laughs> um, to <laughs> yeah. get started um, and to get involved. Cause like that, that's like the most important thing when you decide to go to college because it's expansive um, <laughs> is to, <laughs> is to get the most out of the experience. So like, just get involved, talk. If you want to try to work on senior projects, there's a lot of seniors that would like, just love to teach you and like have you help in any way that you can working on personal projects I feel like I got really I saw like schoolwork as the most important thing but like in reality in our career it's like important to just learn things outside of that Mm -hmm. and that's the way that you're gonna like grow the fastest and learn so yeah being curious getting involved that's the most important thing I would say 
as a freshman yeah yeah I think that goes the same for me I was as a freshman I was very scared to do personal projects because like Ashley said we only had one semester of animation so I was like I don't want to if I try I'm gonna mess up if I mess up I'm just gonna waste time like it's like oh you're just self-destructing at this point you think mm-hmm. that you won't be able to do it so you won't do it and that's not the type of attitude or mindset that you should have even if you fail at a personal project it is a personal project no one's gonna see it but you you shouldn't be afraid to even like open the program and click a few buttons even if it doesn't make sense just just do it yeah every failure you, you learn something from so it's not a waste of time like Okay, so college has radicalized me. (laughs) It's like straight up. um, It's not a bad thing. It is not a bad thing. So I know freshman year, I'm still a really anxious person. And it's like a good and a bad thing because like it's bad because it's so unhealthy. Like I I know right now I'm not living a healthy life because of my anxiety. It's good because it does push me to do better because um, mm-hmm. from ang- the anxiety of the fact that I went to college and then it's like, I'm not going to say that I regret going to college because I don't regret meeting all of you guys and like literally like this, you guys are the best part of going to college because the sad reality is that a lot of us end up teaching ourselves like the not to say that the school doesn't teach you it's just brushed upon like on a weekly basis classes just once a week and it's It's because yeah you can't like there's no way of getting all the information in as possible so there's almost an insinuation to self-motivate and to self-drive um your learning process and your skill set because that ultimately you having the desire to teach yourself builds those skills quicker and much stronger than someone kind of relaying it to you yeah yeah exactly and and also uh i've some days i'm like i think i got nothing done but then like i think about it and then i'm like no like i ended up learning that i gotta do this and i ended up learning that i can do this better and like even if it wasn't done i i've there's still steps that were made and that those steps are still important and you kind of realize that you can so something that Carlos was touching upon was like the anxiety of going to college, any college, not yeah. just SBA. But um, I, I love. <laughs> I love SBA. I do. I really do. I think there's been like amazing teachers that have become mentors, and like Carlos said, like all of the people that we've met have become like good friends, and those are going to be your coworkers in the future. And so that's another thing that I think is important is realizing that. You could teach yourself like anything, any CG stuff like from online because there's so much um, material, but like the real benefit that you get from college, and I think anyone would say this, it's not a secret, is the connections. Mm -hmm. And so just realizing, getting out of your your comfort zone, because like I was a really shy and timid person and I like was afraid of using the school's resources, even though like those that's what they're there for. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So like doing that and going to any of the... um, networking events i know it's a little more difficult now because they're all like zoom events but if you can like if you see the speaker you can like send them a a message on linkedin and like just really yeah utilizing the college experience to the like the fullest that's most important Mm -hmm. because like i said 
it's a lot of money. And so you got to make it worth it. Yeah, absolutely. I think that the, everybody has this hesitation when it comes to talking about their educational career. Could I have just done it at home? You know, and yeah. I think yeah. that a, a majority of people would say no because of this very thing that we are doing right now. This is a prime example is of something that you could not have done at home, you know, and I think that that introspection is important and it's natural for you guys to think that way. And whatever conclusion you guys come up with, like whatever feels right for you is 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 fine. So I don't I don't. I personally don't judge you, and I don't think there's any judgment on this idea of like, oh, should I have, should I paid like one hundred twenty thousand dollars to go to school or not? Like, you know, that's like, <laughs> yeah. I think everyone has their like, their. It depends on your personality and the way that you work. Whether you you should, because there's some people who like do work really well. They can just like sit at the computer all day and just like mm-hmm. learn from the internet, but. And then there's people who need to be held accountable with like teachers and stuff in classes. Mm-hmm. Me, <laughs> um, <laughs> I definitely think that teachers. Um, help me motivate myself because if I don't have someone to go to to check up on my things because they have to Mm -hmm. I think I'm going to be lost with my own work and that I'm not Mm going to be better as a person not to say Mm -hmm. like I couldn't learn on my own I definitely could but I definitely think there are elements that I would have never learned on my own that teachers did help me on yeah for me it's just more of like the creative environment of being like around people who are also really like excited to learn and everything that inspiration like rubs off on you. Mm -hmm. Whereas like it can get a little lost when you're for me, when I'm just sitting at home doing everything by myself. So that is why I decided to go to SVA. Yeah, I agree. I really miss the classroom experience that really got me going. Like I loved being around my friends, making friends in the industry. Um, That's always a great connection because we're always going to you know, have a contact with each other, hopefully forever. (laughs) But no, just having those resources, having people around you who are just as ambitious as you are is such a great feeling. And Mm -hmm. Zoom calls do not give it justice. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) There's something very different about being in person and having, not to sound too like hippy dippy, but it's the vibes. It really is like the vibes that you get from people and the vibes of being in, in somebody's company. It's, it's completely different than being on a, on a Zoom call or being on a phone call. So I have one last question for you guys and then we will uh, wrap it up, call it, call it a day. Uh, who is your favorite podcaster? I have a couple. I, I feel like a bad person not to say like any animation podcast, <laughs> <laughs> but... <laughs> I definitely like entertainment ones. Um, I love true crime. So I listen to like My Bloody Murder and um, her name is like Ms. Manglebutt, but she like does mukbangs on YouTube, but tells true crime stories. So it's like the best of both worlds. Oh my gosh. Nice. <laughs> yeah. It's the best of both worlds. I love that. But then I also love the H3H3 podcast mm. um, with Ethan mm. Klein because he's like, I love the way he talks and he's really <laughs> funny. One of the ones I've been listening to recently is um, the Animation Happy Hour, which has a couple, I think three um, Disney animators, and they just talk about different subjects. And it's really, I always really like listening to other artists talk about things, not just like outside of art, but like pertaining to it. Like they talk about like work-life balance in like one episode and like things like that, that help me like just when I'm struggling with something, I'm like, oh, like this is a normal thing to feel like it's important to to balance your life so you don't get burnt out and stuff and it doesn't mean that I don't have passion for what I'm doing Mm -hmm. it's just like a part of life so yeah so listening to that podcast while I animate helps me 
stay motivated. Um, I, I honestly, I think you're on your way because I, 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 <laughs> I, I love podcasts like these. Like I, I listen to a lot of um, like animation podcasts. Yeah, it's it's become an obsession. But like I, <laughs> it's mainly for motivation. Cause like like Ashley said, like um, like I will play Moana on repeat. I've stopped. <laughs> I've stopped recently. I've I'm getting a little tired of it. But like I'm just I'm waiting. Close to border. I've been clean for Moana for about three days. I know, I I know. That's literally me right now, and because I I I like watching things, like I like seeing something, and then seeing what we can do. And like I've I've said it, but at the same time, podcasts help a lot with um with like because I can't be looking because I I like tend to look and st- and like if somebody's showing something, I will be looking at the screen instead of working. So like I'd like to listen to people talk more. So uh, I know like the Tonko House podcast, like um that one's really good. They always talk to directors or different people in the, in the departments. Uh, I think that right now it's the only one that gets that comes to to mind basically. Mm-hmm. Well, Carlos automatically gets a gold star for saying me. So, congratulations, Carlos. <laughs> Carlos, you won the podcast. You won, you won the podcast. This is my podcast now. You, uh, you won the gold star. <laughs> well, thank you guys so much for coming on to the show. It was a pleasure talking to you guys, and I wish you the best of luck on your thesis. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, you for having, for having us. us. Yeah. <laughs> Bye, Abby. Take care, guys. Bye. Love you. Bye. Love you. Thank you for listening to this episode of The In-Between. If you like the show, you can subscribe at iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever else you get your podcasts. I'm Javier Colon, and I will see you next time. We're all water signs. We're all very emotional. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> That's how I see it. Let me also say, we had this idea way before we found out about the news of this other Colombian animated film. <laughs> yeah, so basically. But the more the merrier. Yeah, you know? exactly. Like, if we have a million, of course. a million animated films in Colombia. So you, you, guys, you guys were ready to animate Colombia before it was cool. Yeah. Basically, basically. We started Columbia. Maybe they'll hire us for the last month. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh no. Puppy. You know what's wrong with having puppies? They just constantly want to play. So now he's gonna be with me. Well, that's a that's a blessing okay. and a curse, isn't it? <laughs> I know. Yep, that's right. I'm going to ask you, Mr. <laughs> panelist, with the microphone. No, okay. Um, <laughs> Looking like a director over there. Yes, sir, yeah. sir. I'm going to pull up the synopsis. Oh my God. We've been working on this film for how long? I know, but I feel like I, I wouldn't give it, I wouldn't do it justice. Um,